Hey, everybody. With the Consumer Technology Association, I'm Tyler Sukers. We are the owners and producers of CES, the most influential tech event in the world. And we are here to help you get CES ready. The show is January 11th through the 14th, 2021, an all-digital show. This is a first for CES. But this will still be a platform to help exhibitors connect with new and existing audiences from all around the world. Yes, CES 2021 will be a new experience, but you'll get a front row seat to discover and see the latest technologies from across the globe. It's a highly personalized experience. You will see a global event from the comfort, from the safety of your office or your home. The key topics, well, I think you know them well by now. If you go to CES or or pay attention to the show, applications of AI, 5G, vehicle tech, smart cities and resilience, digital health, drones, and today, a bit of an amalgamation of all those topics that are helping drive the story of tech for good. Now, you know personally, and perhaps from a business sense too, how tech is helping us all throughout the pandemic, keeping us connected with loved ones, productive at work, learning at school, and entertained. And let's not discount that last one, Let's let alone forget that digital health and being connected with our doctors and healthcare providers is also enabled through technology. So today is a conversation with a global company, Here Technologies. This is a group that is focused on location technology and has clear applications, not just for businesses, not just for consumers, but for that overarching idea of technology for the greater good. So today, a conversation with Here Technologies Senior Vice President and Chief Product Officer about location technologies applications today and where they're going in the future. That's all on this edition of CES Tech Talk. Jürgen Behrens is Senior Vice President and Chief Product Officer of Here Technologies, and he is joining us from across the pond today. Jürgen, great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tyler. Great to be here. Let's uh, let's dive in with a bit about Here Technologies because um, the need, the, the the tech sector role, the the innovation that you're delivering, all of those are quite clear, but the organization itself can be a, a little bit confusing to outsiders. So could you dive in just with, with an overview of Here Technologies, the makeup, the goal, and some of the big name partners that you have that, that make you such a, such a global entity? Yeah, sure. Um, we're the world's largest uh, provider of location technology. Uh, uh, the company was founded in the 80s, started out by making, uh, actually printing maps in a kiosk in the airport. Uh, for people who rented a car and went on to uh, digitize uh, the world's road network. Um, we now cover uh, 200 countries, and I think we make uh, we our map contains about 55 million kilometers of road. Um, and uh, uh, over time, we've built uh, location services and other platform location platform assets on top of the of the map. Uh, we're um, we were for a while um, we're independent, and for a while part of Nokia. Uh, and in about five years ago, the company uh, spun out of Nokia and is currently privately held by a consortium of uh, car manufacturers. But we also have uh, a number of other shareholders, notably uh, Mitsubishi Corporation and NTT from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a bit about the the automobile manufacturers that you, that you briefly referenced, Jürgen, and the fact that um, these two are global brands. And to hear some of these names associated with your company... Um, 
elevates the status, but I think also raises recognition that, that location technologies are so critical to the future of the auto sector. They are, and um, maps and uh, traffic and other location technologies have always been a very important uh, ingredient to the, the kind of in-car experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, car companies consider their infotainment system and their navigation systems to be to be core uh, kind of benefits of their products and, and even more so in the high end of vehicles. Uh, and uh, uh, about 10 years ago, the industry t- started working on uh, autonomous driving technology Mm-hmm. which uh, is, is still uh, largely in the process of being developed, is kind of about to come to the market. And, and uh, uh, they have uh, location technology and location data as a, as a very uh, crucial component in them as well. So the, the automotive industry is, is highly interested in maps and highly interested in, in, in location tech. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe we should back out a little bit, Jurgen, about location technology itself. And yes, the auto industry has remarkable applications, uh, both currently and and future for what this can mean. And and you refer to self driving vehicles, brilliant, right? But location technology is something that um, we, as everyday consumers, are not just familiar with today, but have been familiar with for quite a number of years, right? I mean, this is a rapidly evolving sector, but it also you know, it, it comes in or is a touch point for many of us at a very basic level. Yeah, it's very true. And it's uh, it's part of the fabric of everything we do. And quite a lot of uh, technology problems and quite a lot of business problems have a location component. Um, maps have been around, obviously, for a very long time. Uh, um, my country, the Netherlands, was um, a seafaring nation and had, had very good maps. And that was one of the ingredients of their of their economic success. And, and uh, they're, they're still crucial enablers of, of so many things we do. Um, speaking of the real world applications, um, I don't think we can talk about the state of technology today, um, you know, at the end of 2020 and moving into 2021 um, without talking about the pandemic and what that has meant, not really at a business level per se, but at a technology level. Um, the fact that tech is keeping us um, productive at work, um, educated through school, connected with friends and family, entertained as well. The, the, the list goes on in touch with our doctors. Um, what has it done for location technologies? I mean, how are you adapting to the pandemic um, at a, at a, at a techno- technology standpoint in terms of where you are moving forward and what this can do? So we see we see a number of interesting developments in our, uh, in, our in our use cases in our markets and in some uh, obviously, what's happened is that consumer mobility has decreased. People are moving around less. They're driving mm-hmm. less. They're uh, using less public transit. They're um, traveling less. And so, in part of our of our market um, usage of of of, uh, uh, of mobility and there and, and thereby also location technology has decreased. But we actually see an, uh, a tremendous increase in um, in its application in uh, the supply chain and also in logistics and especially in the last mile. Uh, uh, delivery sector so the uh, you know the, the the massive increase in online shopping food mm-hmm. delivery uh, and other services being delivered to the home has led to a lot of uh, growth in in that part of our customer base and a lot of demand for uh, for for let's say using our location technology to make those operations more efficient and more scalable so if we could narrow that scope down a little bit Jurgen what about here technology's specific response to the pandemic, and and let's go back to say spring of 2020, when when our world changed, some would say forever. 
It probably did. Yeah. And the, the what happened uh, uh, is that we saw uh, all around us, and I'm sure you saw the same thing, that many small businesses had to switch to a model where they uh, had to deliver goods to the home. And we realized that we, we had this technology in-house. We had this uh, ability to help uh, large fleets um, plan their routes and plan their distribution of jobs across the fleet. And that that could be applied actually to um, also the, the the needs of small businesses. So we created a an application called We Go Deliver, which is a web app that uh, is free to use for uh, for small businesses around the world, uh, onto which they can upload their their jobs from um, um, let's say an e-commerce platform or whatever system they use. Um, and they what they get back is essentially a, a tour plan. So um, a uh, a recommended sequence of delivery and distribution of deliveries across um, the number of vehicles or bikes or whatever mode of transportation they have. And we've seen some really heartwarming use of this. this the, as, as one example, the Salvation Army in San Francisco used it to deliver uh, 5,000 meals over Thanksgiving and again over Christmas. Uh, and uh, uh, we've, we've uh, seen some tremendous uh, contributions from the community, including translations that, are, that have been done by uh, some here employees. All, all of this was uh, kind of initiated by our engineering team, really without any um, any guidance. They just kind of figured out a, a great way to quickly make this technology available to to small business owners. Um, how do businesses leverage location technology? Um, you made a, a reference earlier, Jurgen, to to business applications. Um, Beyond self-driving vehicles, um, what are the real areas of evolution that that you at Here Technology see for location tech and businesses? Well, we um, we look at a number of different sort of, sort of me- mega use cases. One of them, you know, the, the, the very significant one also for us today, still in our in our in our business, is the um, embedded navigation use case, the, the kind of infotainment system in the car. Mm-hmm. The automotive industry is investing heavily in. Um, Autonomous driving, but also driving uh, driving assistance features that are that make the car more safe and allow the, the driver to be slightly less attentive. Um, beyond uh, the automotive industry, the the second biggest sector that we see uh, uh, opportunity in and we see them and we get demand from is uh, transportation and logistics, particularly uh, in the management of supply chains and the visibility of uh, where goods are in the supply chain, as well as in uh, let's say fleet management, so the uh, the operation of large fleets of vehicles, um, last mile fleets, but also trucking fleets, uh, are are massive operations that that like all operations seek to become more and more efficient, and those are really location problems. Um, another area that we see um, uh, demand in and growth in is uh, planning of infrastructure, notably uh, telecoms infrastructure, so five uh, G networks need line of sight, meaning that their planning has to take a, a, into account where buildings are, where trees are, where location objects are in, in the street. Uh, so that data um, is kind of crucial enabler to, to planning the networks. But we also see um, um, use cases in, in planning road infrastructure or sub, subterranean infrastructure or other types of infrastructure. And then lastly, there uh, there's a lot of opportunity for us in um, um, public sector and also in um, public transit, um, as well as the mobility providers, the companies that that are providing uh, um, ride sharing, ride hailing and, and other mobility services. Um, I love the line you draw back to the Netherlands as a seafaring country and a, and a dominant world leader in that sector. And, and, and you, you pin it to maps, right? Um, and 
this may be a ham-handed comparison, but but bear with me, please. <laughs> um, back then, 17th century, 18th century, you talked about the advantage of having good maps and what that meant to to um, you know uh, trade on the water. Um, but if you have a map that is drawn for and by, say, shallow bottom boats, that can present a problem if you're use if you were to use these, these you know, long haul transports with 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 deep drafts that might not be able to navigate some of those waterways. So there's a parallel, as I see it, to, to present day in that, you know, as much as we all rely on GPS, we're not all driving the same vehicles. We don't all have the same needs. And, you know, I, I recently saw um, news coverage of, of, of an issue that you all are dealing with, which is long haul truckers, you know, big rigs, heavy loads who are relying on, for lack of a better term, everyday GPS to get them where they want to go, and not all roads are ready for trucks that big or loads that heavy. And that's an area where here technologies really excels, right, in addressing problems like that. Yes, that's true. So we, um, uh, a map is a kind of complex thing. It's obviously, uh, when you think of it, you think of maybe the road network and street names and um, uh, places, address, you know, um, points of interest. But the reality is that the, the map, as we as we produce it and also disseminate it, has hundreds of attributes for for each section of road, uh, including the the types of lines on it, the number of lanes, the the uh, speed limits, the restrictions, the turn restrictions, the uh, the, the slope, the elevation, um, and in, in our case, we we have uh, a lot of attribution that's specific to commercial vehicles or trucks, um, who have to take account of. Just as you say, things like bridge heights and um, um, restrictions in terms of the number of axes or the weights that certain parts of the road network can carry. Mm-hmm. And so, when you do when you do navigation or route planning for for a truck, you need to do that uh, based on truck attribution in the map. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you take these products from vision to reality? Um, maybe another way to phrase it, Jurgen, is how does Here Technologies um, approach the innovation process and in, and in creating what is out of what is possible? So we uh, we always start with the customer's problem. Um, uh, usually there is a, uh, a need to create a certain efficiency or to solve a certain um, a business problem or to create a certain new opportunity or to do something differentiating. Um, and then we, we try to work with the customer to, to collect the, the let's say the components from our platform and our, and our location data asset that uh, they can use to solve their problem we we find that many of these problems are repetitive in the sense that multiple companies have the same types of problems and the same type of solution can work in different contexts and so we try to pre predefine these solutions from from the primitives of our platform mm-hmm. um, what what so you mentioned earlier the you know the heavy rig trucks we would think about uh, uh, obviously, having the right attributes in the content, we would think about having maybe a traffic product that is specific to that use case. We would have a routing algorithm that uh, particularly uh, looks at tra- truck attribution, but also at the performance of a truck. Maybe uh, this company is trying to solve routing at a fleet level. It doesn't just have one truck, but it has a number of them, and it needs to decide which truck carries which load and what the most efficient way is to, to get every package or every job completed, given the fleet they have. Uh, and so we try to create the services and the and the building blocks that customers can use to, to essentially solve their business problems. Mm-hmm. Well, we I want to, I want to play off that Jurgen, and that, um, you know, I, I hear again and again, 
that here technologies is solving problems, right? Brilliant. It's, it's a necessary and, and, and um, innovative approach. So what are the problems that, that, that you see um, that are solvable in the next three to five years as far as where location technology can evolve and, and the impact it can make um, on B2C, B2B, B2G, you know, all facets really of, of where we're going um, as a nation really across the world? Well, I guess most most businesses, especially B2B businesses, solve problems. <laughs> uh, and, 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 uh, successful and, and, ones, yes. <laughs> yes, and very often with a, let's say, with a financial uh, component, with a, you know, with a business case be, um, underpinning it. And so we, so we see a number of kind of significant challenges. One that I talked about a little bit earlier was is autonomous driving. So the the uh, the drive that the, the the car companies have is to, to make their cars. Uh, autonomous in a way where the vehicle can drive itself without the driver paying attention, so-called level three autonomy, which is almost there. So the first, the first um, uh, car uh, with level three autonomy, the, the Mercedes-Benz S-Class, has been announced for uh, the middle of next year, and um, it'll it'll have level three autonomy features. It'll be able to drive whilst you watch a Netflix movie or listen to, listen to this, not just listen to this podcast, uh, podcast, but also <laughs> maybe look at a Look at the slide deck at the same time, and so the the um, uh, that's been a huge challenge for the industry to solve. The uh, um, you know ten years ago everyone thought this would be possible, eight years ago and five years ago everyone thought it would be possible two years ago, and it's it's still not quite there yet, um, just because of the tremendous complexity of getting such a system built, but also getting it certified, making it safe. Uh, and 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 uh, uh, obviously th- uh, thinking through the regulatory implications and and, mm-hmm. and making sure that customers can uh, depend on a system like this and, and actually will take their you know will will feel comfortable taking their eyes off the road and their hands off the steering wheel. Um, that's for sure a very significant challenge and it and it's not um, over by any stretch of the imagination because the 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 amount of road on which you can drive autonomously will increase the speeds at which you can do that will increase. Uh, and obviously, beyond cars, autonomy has to come to trucks. It has to come to um, um, maybe drones and other, um, let's say, other other um, modes of transportation. Um, I think a second really significant problem that we're solving is is how to make last mile delivery more efficient. So we're all ordering much more online. We're all we're all ordering in food. Um, many more businesses are actually delivering that right. you know uh, businesses that, that used to depend on customers coming to them now have to bring goods to their customers um, in the pandemic we've seen lots of small businesses do this so this is a problem that, that doesn't just exist at the at the scale of the let's say the massive providers like amazon but also at the scale of your local restaurant or your local store uh, and uh, um, that those operations can be made vastly more efficient by uh, and, and also more environmentally friendly by uh, um, um, improving the, let's say, the the arithmetic of how you actually distribute uh, work across the fleet and how you route the vehicles during the day, and but also where you park them and how you how you take care of the last meter to the door uh, inside the apartment complex, for example. Um, so there's a, there's a lot to be uh, to be improved there as well. Um, I think the third area that's maybe uh, of high interest is 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 the whole kind of consumer space where uh, customers are, you know, where consumers are using maps and location technology more and more in, in many, many apps. 
-hmm. and many more services are being made available on on smartphones that that have a component of location that have location that have maps as a canvas really um, um, and the sophistication of those applications is going to increase massively as well yeah well you, you bring up a good point that I find especially interesting and it's often forgotten Jurgen is that is you know the the location technology is an aspect of of tech for good, quote unquote, but in the sustainability side, um, this has a true environmental play to it, right? When we reach a certain Absolutely. amount of, of, of self-driving vehicles on the road or just um, the efficiency of, of delivery through location technology. Absolutely. First of all, I think there's a, there's a strong drive in the automotive industry to, to get down to zero uh, um, accidents. Um, by building more and more systems into the vehicle that protect the driver and protect the car and protect everyone around there. Um, with autonomous driving will come uh, also lower accident rates and, and you know, lower kind of human cost of, 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 of what mobility is today. Um, the second important aspect is obviously environmental footprint. So um, we see a tremendous increase of uh, demand and supply for electrical vehicles and also uh, not just in passenger cars, but also in in commercial vehicles, which which bring its own uh, location problems, uh, essentially around how to uh, avoid range anxiety and make sure that you route optimally given the charge, you know, the 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 requirements to, to also charge the battery. Mm -hmm. um, and then, if you ultimately, if you have, if you operate a, um, if you're a big retailer or a big logistics company and you operate a fleet of vehicles and you have to drive less, you know, fewer miles, then uh, you're also uh, causing less environmental footprint. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a side effect of optimizing the economics, you also reduce the the the, um, the effects of pollution. Right, right. All of which is 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 remarkably beneficial, exponentially so. In fact, um, so you're going to ask you about uh, kind of a five year outlook. Uh, let's look at the most you know, <laughs> the shortest term we can, and that is uh, most immediately in front of us is CES 2021. Um, what can we expect from here technologies at the at the all digital show well this year is going to be an, uh, yeah a very um interesting experience um, and i'm sure for you as well tyler um <laughs> uh, I, I i've been to ces like you know for, for so many years in a row uh, my uh, uh early january trek to vegas has been uh has been there and so it's going to be very very interesting to, to do this all in the virtual world mm -hmm. i think for us we're we're trying to emphasize the themes that uh, that matter to to our customers and matter to our industry. Uh, autonomy, um, the the need to optimize last mile logistics and other parts of the of the supply chain, um, and the uh, also the consumer experiences that can be powered with location technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to the extent that CES tells a story every year that. Every company today is or needs to be a technology company. Uh, location technology is clearly a part of that blueprint for for any successful company moving forward, right? Yes, and we've seen. I think we've seen CES change as well. Uh, uh, it used to be that the Geneva Motor Show was the biggest automotive event, and now it feels like CES is the biggest automotive event. <laughs> uh, so, so I think the profile of CES and with it the profile, obviously, uh, which is a reflection of the profile of the tech industry. Has uh, has really, let's say, uh, moved in our direction in the sense with location tech and uh, mobility and in-car experiences have become a bit much bigger part of what CES is about, and um, which is a reflection of obviously what what's happening in the in, in the technology industry more widely. Jurgen Behrens is senior vice president and chief product officer of Here Technologies, and 
Eugen, you're right. We're going to miss you in Las Vegas in 2021, but uh, have a fantastic CES All Digital show um, this year. And let's all plan on getting together again in 2022. Thank you, Tyler. I look forward to that as well. And that is a wrap for this edition of CES Tech Talk. Do yourself a favor, subscribe to this podcast, and that way you won't miss any episodes as you're getting ready for CES 2021. Speaking of, the big show is January 11th through the 14th. You can get the latest announcements, news, all the information you need at our website, ces.tech. That is ces.tech. You know, CES transcends what we think of as a traditional tech industry. This is a show where companies find a platform to show how they're embracing technology and evolving their businesses. Companies large and small have a platform at CES, and we very much want you to be CES ready. Now, none of this podcast would be possible without the stars of our show, executive producer Jennifer Drogas, assistant producer Kristen Nemeroff, and our senior studio engineer, John Lindsay, you all are the best in the business. I'm Tyler Suters. Let's talk tech again soon.